Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and I want to invite you to enter the Small Biz Chat Podcast Giveaway Contest for the next 30 days. Starting today, you'll have the chance to win amazing prizes if you subscribe to the podcast. All you need to do is take a screenshot after you subscribe to the Small Biz Chat Podcast and tag me, Small Biz Lady, on Twitter or Instagram. Once a week, I'll select a winner and you have a chance to win one of my autographed books, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months, or Fix Your Business, or you might even get a chance to win one of my limited edition Small Biz Chat Podcast t-shirts. Don't delay. Subscribe to the Small Biz Chat Podcast today. Hi, everybody. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and I'm so excited to be back with you on the Small Biz Chat Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about kind of a sore subject for people, but it's the reality. And it's when you come to the point that you hate your business. I've been there, guys. I've been there. I remember when I hated my job before I started my business, I can remember getting in my car in the morning and getting a headache driving to work because I hated being there that much. Like it was a toxic environment that I worked in and I didn't work with nice people and everybody just was, you know, mean and kind of always played the blame game. Nobody was mentoring anybody. Nobody was supporting anybody. It was just an awful place to work. And I was in my mid twenties and I was like, man, if I stay around here, I'm actually going to start acting like all these people in here. So I was brave. I went out and 26 years old. I had a laptop, a fax machine and a dream. Okay. So that's how long ago I had a fax machine. That's, that's how long ago it was. But literally I started my business because I knew that I was meant to do more than what I was doing at my job. And I was working for people who did not appreciate me. And I was like, look, I know that there's something else I can do to make money other than this. This is crazy. So went out and, you know, started grinding, started hustling, started calling people, printed up business cards. I was out at events two, three times a week. I wanted to build a great business. And I did, but I also built a business that turned me into an absolute crazy workaholic lady. I mean, I worked seven days a week. I would leave church on Sunday and go to my office and work three or four more hours after service. And and it's because early on in my business, I convinced myself that my value proposition, like that my secret sauce was that we, we were just going to outwork people. That, that was my idea. And, and I, and I thought that was okay. And interestingly enough, along the way, I got pregnant with my son six, seven years into my business and I had to stop. I ended up, I was 32. I ended up with a high risk pregnancy. They thought my child had a heart condition, sent me home bed rest and Wi-Fi was not, everywhere yet. So it wasn't like I was able to keep working. I couldn't keep working like I had been working. And it was the first time I had ever stopped long enough to sort of like think about working 
on my business as opposed to in my business. And I have to tell you, when I had to stop so that I could bring my baby here, at first it was like the worst thing in the world. Like I was like, oh my God, I was never ever cut out to be somebody's stay-at-home wife or stay-at-home mom. It was an awful experience. But then when I sat back to appreciate the situation I was in, number one, I was bringing forth an amazing life and, and that was important. But two, I had to sit back and look at what my life had become. I was a raging workaholic. Yeah, I was a success, but I wasn't really happy. My marriage wasn't good. My business was doing good, but that was the only good thing about me, that my business was doing good. And I was like, wow, when I was sitting at home, laying on my couch in my living room, and, and I have to tell you guys, I was also very, very sick when I was pregnant. Like I was sick. I had morning sickness probably into my seventh month. A pregnancy. I was so sick that I, uh, I think I barely gained 23 pounds the whole time I was pregnant. Yeah, that's another story. I gained all my weight after I had my baby. But my point was, is that I had to think about my life. And when I thought about the business and my life that I had created for myself, I hated it. I did not love that business anymore. And that business was the, the, the most important thing to me in the whole world. And all of a sudden I was like, I can't live like this. I can't work like this anymore. When this baby gets here, I'm not going to want to work seven days a week anymore. And so that was how I got to the revelation of, of hating my business. And I, I never thought it would happen to me because I love being an entrepreneur. I love being a successful young woman entrepreneur. I love being top 30 leaders of the future in America and top 50 women in business in Pennsylvania and all that. Like I loved all that stuff. And then all of a sudden when I finally had to stop and realize that I was waking up every day in a race for whatever craziness that was going on, that I had become almost like an adrenaline junkie for drama and confusion. And, and that's how I was running my business. And I know that some of you out here listening to me right now, I know that that's what's happening to you. I know that that's what you're doing. You're working, you're working so hard and you probably have gotten to the point where that business that you used, that job that you used to hate, <laughs> you probably had thought about going back there, maybe going and getting another one or what are you going to do now because you don't love doing this business? Well, I'm going to give you a formula of some things that you can think about because I know what it is to have too many bad days in a row. I know what it is to have a high churn with your employees and, you know, start getting a bunch of customer complaints or, you know, Yelp bad reviews. And, you know, I know what it is to look up all of a sudden and realize that you have a room full of doers working for you, but you don't have anybody in your whole business thinking about how your business makes money other than you. And, that is a really scary place to be. When you realize you're the only person in your business thinking about how your business makes money, that means you know you're exhausted, falling in the bed every day. And it's just like this constant pressure that's on you. You got to make it happen. You got to figure out how to make money to pay all these people, pay their rent, pay the, the loans back. And, it, you know, and then on top of that, you do have business, but then you got constant cash flow problems because you got customers that aren't paying you on time on a very regular basis, or you have multiple customers not paying you. All of these things are stressful. 
and and they can damage your health they can damage your relationships they can damage your self-esteem i mean i have a very good buddy barry moltz who has been on this podcast and he talks about how he believes that he has diabetes right now today because of the level of stress he had in his first two businesses. And, and I, I think that there, that's real. You know, cortisol flowing through your body is bad. That is not what we want. And if you're living on a constant diet of bullcrap stress, that is what you're doing to yourself. You're killing yourself. I mean, there's too many small business out owners out here, you know, having heart attacks and stuff because running a business is hard. You know, you don't know what you don't know about running a business and it is tough. So one of the things that we want to think about is just how you can develop systems and things in your business so that you can fall back in love with your business. Cause that's really what I want for you. And I actually have developed a little system to help you kind of think about if your business is going the wrong direction, you probably know why. And so it's about making the decision that you're ready to, to tighten things up. I mean, like you really have to make the decision that that troublesome employee that you know is a pain in the butt, that is an 800-pound gorilla that antagonizes everyone else working for you, you have to make the decision that you're finally ready to go fire them and that you're willing to do the work to do a new job description, to put it out there, to screen applicants, to interview people, like that you're willing to go through all the work to get rid of that headache. Or you know you got too many slow paying customers. You know you got to start firing them and getting new ones that value you more, that value you enough to pay you on time. And that's a hard thing too, because that's a scary thing. When you talk about fire customers, you're like, whoa, wait a minute. But you have to realize that you can only take so much. And everybody's money isn't good money if they're, if they're not good to you. And so, you know, I know as a business owner, sometimes we stay in bad relationships because we don't have time to break up. <laughs> no, I want you to make time to break up with anybody that is antagonizing you and making it harder for you to do business. So, that, so that's the first thing I want you to think about. But then I also want you to think about why did you start your business? And then once you kind of get back to that, then I want you to think about why should you still be running it? Because you really need to get to an honest answer there. Are you still running this business because you don't know what else to do? Are you still running this business because you're so leveraged you can't even punt if you wanted to because you're too leveraged in debt? Are you still running this business because you actually have something to contribute to your industry and to your customer's business? Why are you still running this business? Get clear about that because it is really, really important. Then look at your look at your people issues in your business because let me tell you something, guys. Fifty percent of all business problems are not so well hidden personal problems. So if you are having problems with your staff, I'd be willing to bet it has something to do with how you're relating to them, how you're interacting with them. You know, first of all, sometimes we don't hire staff when we need them, and then when we do hire people we tend to hire the wrong people, right? Your cousin that needs a job, that's not the right person. Give him a check. Do not give him a job. I'm going to do another podcast later on about <laughs> working with people that you love or people in your family. Cause I, I've got a whole thing. I think about that, but 
you want to make sure that you're hiring the best possible candidates for any job. But then you also want to make sure that you're actually taking the time to train people. Because what happens to us, we're so busy, we're running this business, we're doing 10 jobs at one time. We'll hire somebody and then be like, give them the keys and say, good luck. Like we don't take the time to onboard people and train people and stuff. And that's really bad. You want to make sure that you're spending time with your new employees, particularly your millennial employees. You want to make sure that you completely show them how you want things done. So then when they don't do that, firing them is a really short conversation because they'll know that they haven't done it the small biz lady way. They'll know. So it is a short conversation. So that's the kind of thing you want to think about. But the other thing too is you have to think about what is it like to work for you? You know, are you a good boss? What is your leadership style? Are you talking to people like they're little kids? Are you treating them like adults? Are you making them think? Are you thinking for everybody? You know, so you want to make sure that you are doing everything you can to have a nurturing environment in your business. And you set the culture, you're the boss. You come in late, everybody else gonna think they're supposed to be late. If you use mistakes as a way to browbeat people and talk down to them and treat them bad, no, nobody is gonna take any risks for you because it doesn't pay because you beat people up. You know, so you wanna make sure that, you know, everybody can't figure out what kind of day you're having by how you're speaking to everybody, you know. And the other thing you wanna think about too is, you want to make sure that you're treating your family like your number one customers. Like you want to make sure that you're not taking your days out on your family too, because that's a great way to hate your business and to have your family hate your business because your business always has you in a super bad mood. So those are things that you want to be thinking about as well. And then you've got to think about the money and how, how you can make more money. How can you make your business more profitable? That certainly will help you fall back in your love fall back in love with your business again if you figure out how you cannot feel like you're working for 10 cents on the dollar, but that you're actually making money and able to pay yourself a regular paycheck. Like that's really, really important. Too many of you guys out there still skipping paychecks and stuff because your businesses aren't making enough money. And it's because you're not focused on that. You're not focused on selling and making sure your business is selling its most profitable stuff. Sometimes we're making sales, but we're making sales on stuff with our lowest margins. You got to focus on the things that are really making cash money, right? So you want to make sure that you're really focused on that and that you're staying on top of your cash flow management and that you're automating as much stuff as you can, you know, your invoices and stuff. If your time is billable at $250 an hour, why would you be doing $30 an hour work preparing invoices? Yeah, that's not good. You as the business owner, you got to be working on the things closest to money every day. Like that should be your priority. Even if you like building the widgets, pay somebody else younger to build the widgets so that you can be out building the customers because that is your most valued activity. So once you look at those things, I would say also to look at your processes. Do you have documented processes for how things run in your business? If you don't, I guarantee you that's 50% of what's making you hate your business. So you need to make sure that you document your daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly processes. What, how does your business run? Because the other thing too is, how are you ever going to train anybody to work for you if you're not documenting how your business runs? It's really, really important that you have processes and systems for things in your business. The other thing that you want to do is look at your productivity. Like how could technology 
help your business run better? And if you can't answer that question for yourself, it might be worth hiring someone who could come in and help you look around your business and say, okay, you know what? You can automate that. You know what? You could have everybody out in the street with this app on their phone so you can make sure people are delivering stuff on time and you can track things. You know, you just want to make sure that you're automating as much stuff as you can and that you're not using paper when you could use an app for that. And there's a lot of apps for that. So if you guys head over to my website, fixyourbusiness.com. I actually have a lot of different app suggestions depending on where you are in your business. Because I know the problem now is that there's so many apps, there's so many software, CRM stuff, a marker and automation stuff, you don't know which one to pick. So I've actually taken some time to give you a list of the software and things that I think are really, you know, going to serve you. The other thing I want you to think about is performance and like, what, what are you guys measuring in your business? As a matter of fact, are you measuring anything in your business, right? Because are you looking at your Google Analytics every month? Are you looking at your email open rates? Do you know what your cost per lead is? Do you know what your cost per sale is? Do you know exactly what your sales cycles typically are? These are all things that you need to know. I mean, certainly if you're buying ads, like, you know, paid ad campaigns online, you want to make sure that you are looking at all of that you know, otherwise, if you're not tracking the effectiveness of paid campaigns, you are doing marketing that you're not measuring, which is tantamount to going in the trash can, throwing some money in it and lighting it on fire. I mean, that that's exactly the same thing you're doing because you're like just giving money away. And that same thing for like vendors and stuff you're using, like you're using an SEO vendor or if you're using a copywriter that's writing sales phones for you. How are those things converting? If they're not converting or if they can't show you track record on how they've helped other people convert stuff, do not hire them. I mean, it's just crazy. Just don't do it. Because again, these are all things that'll make you hit your business. And I don't want you to do that. I want you to fall back in love with your business. So I want you to kind of looking at stuff. But I also want you to make sure that you're looking at your website. We all know your website's your number one sales tool. Well, let's talk about that. Is your website ready for company? Do you got your welcome mat out? Do you have two or three ways to capture people's contact information? You know, do you have traffic magnets to bring them to your website? Are you publishing content on a regular basis so that your website is constantly updated? You know, these are all things you need to be looking at and doing so that you can make sure that your website, does your website load quickly from a mobile device? All of these things are very, very important and you want to be tracking that and really you want to make sure that you are communicating with your hosting company. If things aren't loading quickly, you need to know why and it's, and it's something that you're paying somebody to take care of. So you want to make sure that whoever's hosting your website, if your stuff isn't loading quickly, they need to tell you why and make sure you're not, make sure all your apps and stuff are, you know, plugins and stuff are updated behind the hood of your website because that sometimes can slow a website down too. But you just want to make sure that you're doing everything you can so that people can find you. That is the key. And certainly if you're a retailer, you got to make sure you got the basic stuff, directions, hours of operation, click to call buttons. You know, please don't make me wreck my car trying to call you so that I can find your flower shop. Make sure it's right there. <laughs> easy for me to find. It's so, this stuff is easy, but you're not doing it. And that's why you hate your business because you're not getting the business you should because people can't find you. And you got to make sure that you're getting found online and that people have a really good landing experience when they find 
your website. The other thing I want you to think about too is, you know, do you have a sales system? Do you have time set aside every week to sell, to call, to follow up, to ask for the business? Do people hear from you? You need to make sure that you set aside time either every day or that there's one day a week, that's all you do. But you have to make sure that you have an organized sales process. And that's from bringing in leads, qualifying leads, getting proposals out the door, and then following up after you get a proposal out the door. What is the whole chain of that? Who is responsible for that? Are there multiple people responsible for it? Whatever it is, you got to think it through. But the number one thing you got to think about is how are you generating leads? Leads are important, but you can't just let leads fall when they come in. How are you nurturing the leads? Do you have sales funnels on your website? Is somebody making calls? Do you have a call center? What is going on? Do you have live chat on your website? How are you closing the sales? Critically, critically important. And then how often are you planning for what's going to happen next? How often are you developing a strategic plan in your business for what's going to happen next year? You know, Every fall is a great time for you to start looking at your budget for the next year and your strategic plan for the next year. And when I say strategic plan, I'm saying, what are you going to spend your money on? Are you launching any new products or services? What are you going to put on sale this holiday? All of that stuff you got to think about. You got to write it down. You can't wing it month to month. You got to think it through so that you can communicate it to your team so that everyone knows what's going to happen. That is how everybody gets invited to think and innovate on what's going to happen. And it's really exciting when you do it in advance and you're not all stressed out. And that is how you can fall back in love with your business. But let me tell you something. At the end of the day, you got to persevere. You got to stay strong enough, long enough to win in business and you're not going to do that if you don't do all this other stuff. You know, you can't just say, what was me? I got to skip another paycheck. What was me? I can't take a laptop free vacation. Nobody wants to hear all that. You know, no one's coming to rescue you. You got to rescue yourself and there's a way to do it, but you have to do the work yourself and you have to be consistent about it. The reason why I've been able to stay in business for 20 years is because I am relentlessly consistent and the habits and things that I do in my business. And that is how I've been able to be successful year after year after year. And you have to do that too. So I'm going to stop there because I feel like I may have overwhelmed some of you listening to me, but I really want you to fall back in love with your business. And hopefully if you take even just a couple of the things I said and do them, your business is going to feel differently when you do. So here's my action point for the week. Make the decision that you're finally ready to fix what's going wrong in your business. If you don't like it, I'm pretty sure you know why you don't like it. So get your mind prepared to do the work you need to do to turn things around. You can do it. I believe in you. I'm Melinda Emerson, the small business lady. And if you want more tips and tools on how to fix your business, head over to the Fix Your Business online course and you can get more information at succeedasyourownboss.com. All right, now I'm going to give you the action point of the week because I want you to fall back in love with your business. It is time for you to make the decision that you're finally ready to fix what's going wrong in your business. 
I know you know what's going wrong. And so you have to get your mind prepared to do the work required to turn things around. It's time for you to develop smart habits in your business so that you can live your dream life as an entrepreneur again and fall back in love with your business. And if you want more help on how to fix your business, head on over to succeedisyourownboss.com and check out my 12-week online course, the Fix Your Business Masterclass. I will help you turn things around in your business. I promise. All right, I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and I am over and out. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Melinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.